Welcome to the Gren Zone. Dissecting dermatology differently. Here is your host, Dr. Logan Kolb. All right, welcome back to the start of what we're calling Season 3 of the Gren Zone Dermatology Podcast. I want to do something similar to Season 2 and take a break from the reaction patterns for a handful of important topics that we can't put off. So first topic up, hydradenitis superativa. I can honestly say I truly saw the magic in dermatology when I saw my first HS patient as a medical student. The patient was a woman in her 30s who had finally found relief and some happy tears after 20 years of suffering from debilitating HS. She couldn't get out of bed on most days. She couldn't go anywhere because of the pain and smelly drainage. She had never been intimate with anyone because of her disease. But with proper treatment, she got her life back. HS patients will tell you nightmarish stories of how they've had to cope with their uncontrolled disease, doing things like spending numerous nights sleeping in a bathtub just to find relief. We've come a long way on understanding HS and increasing awareness and finding better treatments, but we still have a long way to go. Today's episode will be part one of three episodes on HS. Today we are very lucky to be joined by Dr. Caitlin Baker, who is a doctor of clinical psychology who will share her experiences as a patient with HS. Part two will be a discussion on the pathogenesis, comorbidities, and treatment of HS in our traditional Grenzone style, which is going to be followed by a third episode with one of the experts on HS, Dr. Jocelyn Kirby, where we discuss pearls for approaching the office visit with a new or established HS patient. This episode is meant for educational and informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Nor does this episode represent the views of Orange Park Medical Center, Olmstead Medical Center, or their affiliates. I had planned on simply starting the next HS episode with a short interview with Caitlin, but it was such a fun and informative conversation that it fully deserves its own episode. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Dr. Baker. All right, so here we are. We have Dr. Caitlin Baker here to talk with us about her experiences with HS. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm really excited yeah. to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you are welcome. It's very interesting how we got connected. We, you know, we were talking before we jumped on the recording that uh, my in-laws found Caitlin on TikTok and then um, told their told Caitlin about how they have this wonderful son-in-law who's a dermatologist and then we're like well you know they talked about how Caitlin has HS and I was like I actually plan on doing an episode on HS this is really awesome and I think it's going to be huge for the listeners just so they can really see the impact on this disease because it is very impactful but before we talk HS I just want to get some background on you kind of you know where you're from what you're up to now those sorts of things yeah so um Obviously, so my name is uh, Dr. Caitlin Baker. Um, I live outside of Chicago, near Indiana. I um, went to grad school in Chicago, which is fun, driving on Chicago traffic every day of my Not life. All, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I um, currently, right now, like I'm doing this TikTok thing. Um, I have almost 150,000 followers. Um, so I'm, I'm doing body positivity work, as well as giving psychology tips with you know, self-esteem, chronic illness, chronic pain, how to manage that. And that's something that I'm actually good at because I have firsthand experience. Yeah, no, that makes a big difference. I wanted to be a dermatologist because I have a bunch of skin issues. So it really helps you empathize with your patients for sure. Absolutely. It does. Um, yep. It really does. And HS is so like we were you know, mentioning before, HS is so just under, nobody knows about it. It's, it's just one of those things that, that people don't talk about. They're embarrassed to talk about it. It's, it is embarrassing. It's, 
your skin and it's you know it, it creates issues with intimacy with partners it creates it's just straight up painful um that's mm -hmm. the other huge part is it is honestly just it can be debilitating there are people that are on disability because of hs oh yeah i've had patients that are on disability and we're doing paperwork for them and such too absolutely and you were saying before we started the recording that you've had hs since you were eight years old yeah um my mom noticed you know i would get these boils and um I would be in extreme pain until they popped. Um, so she mm -hmm. would pop them, which is probably not the best thing to do, but we didn't know what it was. And all yeah. that she did was my pain relief went away. Um, so my sister actually was just telling me about this the other day when I told her I was doing this podcast that she has memories of like me screaming bloody murder while my mom was trying to pop these things and they would like shoot onto the wall like oh my gosh disgusting. <laughs> but like it's funny to me now because yeah. that's my life yeah childhood memories that's, Child that's good old childhood but, memory yeah so then when when did you get your diagnosis when did you realize you have a condition called hydradenitis aperitiva because for a lot of people it can take years sometimes even over a decade before they get their diagnosis yeah, absolutely. I was really lucky in that um, my um, OBGYN knew what it was immediately. So I actually, I got diagnosed. I've also had polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which we mentioned before earlier that there are ties with between PCOS and HS. You would know way more mm -hmm. about that than I do. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but just like there's research coming out that, that they're tied. So anyway, I got diagnosed with um, PCOS at age... 14 or 15. And then I went for like my first exam and she immediately was like, Oh, you have HS. And I was like, what the heck is that? Um, so I've been lucky enough to know what it is for a long time, which I think has given me some power with it. Cause a lot of people are just, I don't know what's wrong with me. My skin is messed up and they don't want to talk about it, but I'm like, no, I have a disease. I don't care. It is what it is. <laughs> No, but that's that's so important that the awareness is increasing so much in recent years so that people, they finally get that diagnosis, like you said, and it is empowering rather than being told like, oh, this is a spider bite. Like, no, I'm not getting spider bites in my armpits and groin like multiple times per year. But like I've had patients that that's literally their story. And they've been in and out of ERs and with other, um, you know, other providers that they don't get their diagnosis. So, yeah, um, um, I think more awareness the better which is like i've made a couple of videos on tiktok of like showing my underarms and showing like some of the areas that i have hs because i don't feel like it should be something that i need to be ashamed of i can't help it um of course there are things that can make it you know better in terms of diet and exercise and whatever else um and i do what i can but for the for the grand scheme of things it's it's out of my control yeah and it's not yeah. something that i need to hide or be embarrassed about because yeah. it's on my body yeah. and i love my body so it's part of my body. Oh, exactly. And like you said, I mean, sure, some of those things can play a role, but it's not everything. And actually, I did. we have an interview with Dr. Jocelyn Kirby, and we talk about that, where, yes, yeah, smoking and obesity um, can make a difference, but there's, sometimes the evidence isn't even that great. So there are a lot of other things that play into it. That's a big so. problem with HS. Like, I've had some people reach out to me and say, you know, I talked to my doctor about this, and they told me just to lose weight. And they're, I mean, I, of course, I'm not a dermatologist. I cannot make that more clear. But I've done a lot of research in this because I am a doctor and I believe in research and science. So I've you know, looked into that. And um, yeah. Yeah, there's, it's, it's a lot. So um, and just because there are going to be listeners today who have this might be the first time they're learning about HS and they're tuning in. So can you I want to hear what some of the worst days have been like for you with HS so people can really grasp the severity of this disease. Yeah. So 
one day comes to mind in particular, um, just right when you said it, just thought right in my mind. Um, I was in grad school and I had a really, really painful cyst. Actually, it was like on my labia um, and it was the size of a golf ball. I just, I could not sit, I could not be comfortable whatsoever. So I remember being in class and I decided to tell my teacher what was going on because I was clearly in pain. I could not sit. I was literally standing in the back of the classroom. This was a class that there was only three of us in. Um, it was not anything, you know, crazy. It wasn't like, why is this girl just in the back of a classroom of this huge lecture? No, it was just a couple of us. Um, but I remember just how painful it was to like go to Chicago that day and sit on the train and just, but I did it anyway because I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, but it, it can be extremely painful and debilitating. It affects, like I said, intimacy with my husband. Um, there are times mm -hmm. when, you know, he is wanting to be intimate and I have to say like, I can't, I have a really, you know, a bad flare up right now. I, I can't do that. It would be really painful for me or um, it would just be gross because <laughs> it's like leaking or whatever. Um, yeah. So God, yeah. that's hard. <laughs> and, and during flares, you know, as you know, they can make it really difficult on, you know, any given day but have you ever run into things that you notice that are more of a theme um that you know situations you avoid or any other kind of everyday things where it, it also really impacts you but yeah i mean of a bad flare just in the clothes that i wear you can see some of it um and for a while i would not wear you know short sleeve shirts or um shorts because they my thighs have it too and it it definitely <laughs> affects every every part of my life because it's like you're living in this silent, painful experience and people don't recognize that. And it's also something that I'm not sure I want them to recognize because I'm someone that prides themselves on strength and ability to push through boundaries and um, bad yeah. things to do. <laughs> so, yeah, people people don't want to be labeled by whatever disease they have, you know, whether it's something that's more um, obvious, you know, if someone's in a wheelchair, for example, people don't want to be labeled as just the disabled person, they want to be able to be known for the things that they're great at. Yeah. Um, and that's like, so with in psychology, we have we have this thing where, um, like, you're not schizophrenic, you're a person with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes, you know, the, the disease and it pulls it away from the person because that person still is, has their identity on top of also having some sort of illness. So I have HS. I, I try not to let it affect me as much as is possible on a day-to-day -day basis. I do things like um, wear special deodorants. Um, I think I use Lumi right now, um, mm -hmm. which it has like a an all-over like wipes, which are amazing because it helps prevent sweating and things which can of course agitate yeah say the name of that one again lumi it's like l-u-m-e okay it's like an all-natural deodorant and it has like i said it has like there's like a cream form there's a deodorant form and then there's like literal wipes that if you are maybe leaking or like oozing this yeah the word mm -hmm. hopefully uh, leaking or oozing um just if you're in public just good to go freshen up yeah. a little bit yeah Keep them with you. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Life hacks by Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, and you know, you mentioned too, that you do a lot of work with body positivity yes. and maybe taking this from the perspective of, you know, with you being the patient and you do have a provider or I guess our audience is a lot of dermatology providers. What would you say to them about broaching the topic of obesity being related to this disease? And, you know, like 
you know, we talked in another episode about it's nice to build some rapport with a patient before you bring it up on the for first sure. visit. I mean, could you c- comment on your experience with that? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Actually, that's one of the, the biggest things that, um, that I am dealing with, you know, right now on TikTok, that's something people bring up all the time about doctors. Like, thank you for being a doctor. That's not going to judge me or that's not going to tell me that I have a cold because I'm fat. Um, Mm -hmm. so that, that's a huge thing. And it's, it's so true. Um, I think for dermatologists, the best way to, to say it is to, you know, make note that there is a correlation to weight, but with scientific fact, like they, to be honest, like they still don't know exactly. So it's kind of like, like playing that doubt in there, like this could be part of it. So this could help and not blaming it specifically on a person's weight. It'll empower them to feel like, they should lose the weight to possibly help. Um, but it's not saying you have to lose this weight. This is your fault that you're like this. Um, just the implication behind the way that you say things and how you present it is truly everything when it comes to someone's mindset about how they feel about their own body and empowering them to make a decision to lose weight on their own rather than just saying, you're fat, that's why, sucks for you, lose weight. There's nothing yeah. else I can do for you. Um, Cause there are a lot of horror stories like that. So no, you hear it all the time and it's not just for HS. I mean, you know, I have family members that are overweight that have osteoarthritis of their knees and they, you know, well, if you lose weight, you know, this would get better, but it's, it's more than that. Like you said. Yeah. And well, and then like you, you look at people like me who I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, hypothyroidism, insulin resistance, lupus. These are all things that prevent me. My mobility is limited on top of HS makes mobility a lot really difficult. Absolutely. Um, So losing weight for me is literally just sometimes impossible. I eat very healthily. Um, I am very conscious of of what I eat and what I drink and water and, but it doesn't make a difference for me. And it's because of all of this other, these other factors. So in terms of health, perfect cholesterol, blood pressure, everything is perfect no, my sugar levels um it's it's just a this is the way that i'm i'm built and the autoimmune diseases that it comes with so also keeping that in mind that it might not be your patient's fault that they're obese there are a lot of factors um i'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent but um, <laughs> yeah. i did my dissertation on pcos and pcos affects one in ten women so that's one in ten women that you're seeing hs also i believe affects women more commonly than men is that mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think that that's the current whatever. So looking at at that, one out of every 10 patients that you see with HS could have a possible reason for their weight gain. And addressing that will help address the HS. But again, making them have that power and saying like, this is not entirely your fault, but I still want to help you. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's huge. Yeah, it does. And it takes there's there's healing in the fact that people realize that they're not doing it to themselves it's not their fault you know something just happens like hs we're still learning a lot about it so yeah i think things like this like thank you so much for doing this because and thank you so much for doing this because it's i don't think it gets enough justice until you hear it from a patient and you know i start the podcast out with a little vignette about a woman i had met one of the first patients that I met in dermatology was a bad HS patient. And she'd finally found relief after decades of living with this, living it in isolation at home, had never been intimate with anyone. And she started Adalimumab or Humira and she got her life back from it. I mean, it was incredible. And there's so many stories like that. There is. Yeah, I know. And I mean, of course, Humira has its own lovely, lovely side effects. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, for sure. 
but um, I, I, sto- I hear stories like that every day too. When people find out that I also have HS, I get messages. Oh my gosh, I, I didn't know what that was. I have the exact, like it looks exactly the same. I'm going to do a dermatologist. Like, thank you so much. I never knew this existed. And that's just really sad because it's, when it comes to your own body, I feel like you should know what's going on and you, you should take care of yourself. And that includes your skin. Your skin is the biggest organ in the body. Yeah, you, you nailed it, sister. <laughs> so go to the doctor um a but yeah i i think it's fascinating just i hear so many stories like that and the fact that there's now more awareness and more help for people um Mm -hmm. hs might not you know have a cure humira does help significantly um but i i can't wait for more different methods to to come out to help with hs oh yeah no i say that to my patients all the time you know 20, 30 years from now, if you were to start getting this, I don't think we'd be seeing the stage three where there's scarring, you know, in the armpits and the groin as extensively as we see it now. I think that's going to be something that's in textbooks and more of a historical thing. We hope that we right. can find some better treatments, but yeah. we'll see. But we're definitely coming a long way. Yeah. And I like doing stuff like this. I know um, Dr. Pimple Popper has done mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some, uh, some, has had some patients on her TV show that have HS, um, which has been fascinating. And I know I mentioned um, to you before the, the recording that I'm in several HS support groups, like on Facebook and things like that. And whenever something like that happens, whenever some there's like a TV show about HS or literally anything about HS, people post it and there's just thousands and thousands of comments of everyone that's like watching and so interested because they, they don't know their own like bodies or issues or how to help it. And they don't seek help for it because it's embarrassing and, yeah, mm-hmm. so basically just all to say awareness is everything. Yeah, it's definitely a really important place to start. And I, I do appreciate you coming on and talking about your experiences with oh, HS with us so because, yeah, no, you're welcome. So, you know, to kind of close things out, because our listeners are mostly medical students, residents, PAs, nurse practitioners, you know, dermatology attendings, what would you say to dermatology providers for treating HS that uh, just kind of words of wisdom from a patient's perspective? Normalize it normalize the i don't know if i can swear yeah go for it <laughs> normalize the shit out of it um because everyone like there is i cannot express to you how embarrassed people are of this disease and to go in and finally say like this is out of my control and i need help is such a huge step for someone with hs to make and then to go to the doctor and feel shamed about that is just awful it's devastating. Yeah. A lot of times people give it one shot and then that's right, it. Right. Yeah, so I would so. just say like empathy. And I know it's hard when you see patient after patient to be, to be empathic with every patient that you see, but I think it could make the world of a difference. And just again, normalizing their experience saying right off the bat, Oh, I, you know, I've seen, I have several patients that I treat that have this. Um, mm-hmm. So they don't feel as alone about it would be my biggest word, words of wisdom. Yeah, no, that's great. That's perfect. And actually, our interview with Dr. Jocelyn Kirby, she says similar to just like you got to hear patients out and let them give their story because it's yeah, it's really impactful. So, yeah. all right. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. So, how do my listeners find you if they want to follow you um, to for oh, yeah. following your work and body positivity and HS and everything else that you're doing? For sure. Um, so, I'm on TikTok as that fat doctor. Um, and on Instagram and YouTube, it's all the same, all that fat doctor. Um, so if you, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Perfect. And it sounds like you're going to have a podcast and YouTube channel that you're going to be coming out with. We were discussing earlier. Yeah. I have a lot, a lot going on. Um, 
some collaboration with Rosie O'Donnell. Life is weird. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, you got to quick give the story about the Rosie connection really quick for my listeners. We're, we, we, had, we had a conversation, if you couldn't tell, before we recorded this officially, and it was just really awesome. So, um, I Rosie O'Donnell, I just noticed that she followed me on TikTok one day, and she was really new to TikTok, and I think she was following 30 people, and it was like, Kylie Jenner, and then my name is Caitlin, so it was like, Caitlin, Kylie Jenner, and I was like, what? <laughs> So oh, that's amazing. I made a video just jo- I was like super joking in it and I was just like Rosie mother freaking O'Donnell just followed me on TikTok um and then I I was like if you like I need help getting a show so help your girl out to become the next Dr. Phil just a joke and I tagged her in it not thinking that she would ever see it in a million years so she made a video and she <laughs> responding to what I said and she said Hi, it's Mo- Rosie Mother Freaking O'Donnell. <laughs> so now it's a joke, and now everybody on her TikTok, like her name, like they call her Rosie Mother Freaking O'Donnell. Oh, that's awesome. But anyway, so she made a video saying that, like, she follows me, and I don't know what she said. I was funny and smart and a doctor, and I like all of those things. So I had Rosie's official endorsement. Yeah, seal of approval. <laughs> And then her and I started messaging back and forth and I'm sending her some of my merch and we are talking about some other possible things coming up. So Awesome. Well, if Rosie wants to get on the Grand Zone Dermatology Podcast and talk about rosacea or whatever she wants to talk about, just give her a heads up. <laughs> the rosacea and the rosy. That was, that was good. Yeah, right. You like that? Perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much, Caitlin. So we'll keep in touch. Right. Thank okay. you. All right, I want to give a big thank you to Dr. Caitlin Baker for joining us, and I want to ask you all to show your appreciation by following her on all the social media platforms that she mentioned. And thanks to you all for listening. I hope you join us next time where we discuss the gist of HS and its pathogenesis, comorbidities, and treatments in our traditional Grenzone style along with Dr. Grumpy Pants. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is copyright 2021 Pro Podcasting LLC, all rights reserved. The Grenzone Podcast is a service provided by Pro Podcasting LLC and is not affiliated with any other service providers.